Okay, we're here. My name is Hector. This is Sam Byers. What's Beautiful. Up? And we got Natasha. Little claps, hey. mini claps, always. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I feel like I stepped into this room and like my day just got 10 times better. Oh. Listen, <laughs> when, I, when I look at your life, first off, you have done so much. Are you low-key a workaholic? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you hate yourself, right? Yeah. We're working Ooh, through it. Day just went down. <laughs> down um, I don't know. I wouldn't say workaholic, but I think that once I get excited about something, like that's it. Mm, like I just yeah. got to keep going. But it's it is funny. Like I look back at the last fifteen years of my life, and I'm like, wow, I did you, a lot. You did have a lot. done a lot. So <laughs> I met you through my friend, who is our designer for a company called Dino Evil. It's, it's a nonprofit. We make cute little streetwear clothes and then we give all the money away to the youth in need, yeah. right? So he just started sending you stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know this, this chick. I don't, I, he's just like that. So his name's Isaiah Flores. Mm-hmm. He's out. the yeah. reason we're in this room together. Yeah. Dude. And he's so chill. I'm like, do you want to like come and be there to meet her? Like you kind of did all this. He's like, no, I'm, I'm going to be Aww. with my kids. <laughs> so like, he's so yeah. chill. Yeah, it's crazy because like, you know, working for Complex, I get a lot of people sending me like, hey, check out this brand or like, please wear this. And usually I don't say yes because, you know, maybe they're not on the path yet to where I would be like, okay, I would actually wear this. When Isaiah sent me the catalog images, I was like, yeah, this is sick. (laughs) It's so cute. And honestly, I wear your guys' stuff for basically all of my shoots because it's like a good blend of like casual streetwear, but also like a little bit girly, which I definitely am. So I feel like it like really was perfect. And I thank you guys so much. She's not playing. Dude. I really wear them all the time. Dude. One day I'm like just scrolling on Instagram and I see her interviewing the freaky Friday girl, Jamie Lee Curtis wearing, do no even like, dude, (laughs) I watched this lady wow. on movies. Like, yeah. So thank you. It's very sweet. Of course. Thank you. I mean, my friends are jealous too. They're like, oh my God, when are you going to get me that shirt? I'm like, damn it. I got to get that for them. So really, really talented work you guys are doing. Thank <laughs> you. So I got to ask in the midst of the, like you said, the last 15 years mm-hmm. of just being in the grind, especially like in Los Angeles, everything is work. Like mm-hmm. being here today, even in this building, everyone is doing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you tired? Yes. <laughs> I am so tired. <laughs> no, it's just, it's funny. Cause it's like, I, I turned 30 last year. So I'm definitely in this position to where I'm like, okay, at least like the world, right. So telling you, Oh, you're going to settle down, whatever the hustle. <laughs> I'm like, well, I feel like at my, this point in my career, like my hustle mm-hmm. needs to go up, but personal life, I'm like, well, I would also like to settle. So I'm also, I'm like this weird mm. crosshairs of like, hustle go to the next level but also have a balance of like your normal life yeah. and spend time with your family prioritize your friends your mental health like all of that so i'm figuring it out but i feel like i i got it you know i got this <laughs> yeah you're doing a great job I, I noticed even like with me when i had gotten married i got married really young but what's funny is leading up to that point life wasn't crazy yeah. life was chill it was relaxing I had a good stable job but when i had gotten married everything flipped upside down. Really? I've never grinded more in my life. Yeah. Like it's been crazy, but I have been blessed because my wife, Rachel, I love you, baby. <laughs> she is my partner. We Aww. do all of this together. Yeah. That's, am- that's amazing. That's so, goals. That's goals right there. So I wanted to ask you yeah. being, being literally working in Hollywood, working with complex and being around so many celebrities, 
is there a reason why the celebrities just date other celebrities because they can match the energy versus like I, I rarely see a celebrity dating a pedestrian. <laughs> a pedestrian. <laughs> oh, a walker. AKA a peasant. Yes, yes exactly. The low <laughs> Not me being canceled already. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I don't consider myself a celebrity, but definitely like someone that is working in the industry. I think it's so much easier to date someone that just understands that you don't have to explain yeah. anything to. I mean, I think that goes for like any industry. Right. But like, I don't know. There's something about like when you have a shoot and it goes really well and they like understand that yes. excitement, they can like be on your level yeah. or vice versa. Like maybe I'm being too hard on myself with an interview and they, and they kind of see it from a different angle. So it's nice. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. Like TV, it could be, you know, a different type of the entertainment industry, but at least somebody that, kind of gets it, you know, mm -hmm. or on the flip side, it's like if it, they're in a total complete different industry, maybe they just have like an interest or like a hobby or a passion somewhere that kind of like meshes with yes. mine. So I would say, yeah, and especially for higher level celebrities, like you got to understand, especially here, it's like paparazzi, you know, mm -hmm. events, influencer stuff. It's just, it can be like a lot, I would assume. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally different. Oh. <laughs> How have you, um, being within this world now, how long have you been with Complex? It's been six years, which is wild. That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. How has it been being consistent with your mental health in the midst of all of it? Because it is a grind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're blessed. Like, you get to be in, like, really exciting rooms. And you yeah. get to interview these influential people that have mm -hmm. impacted, like, the planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then, at one point, you got to get in the car and go home. Yeah. And I, at least, like, for us, like, when we've yeah. worked with big clients or whatever it is, there's almost exhaustion and feeling like, mm -hmm. yeah, I just reached this high point in my life. But now that it's over, like I'm I feel sleeping. worthless. Every insecurity is like coming at me left and right. Yeah. Yeah. How have you kind of like navigated through that in your space? It's interesting because I feel like I didn't really understand that part of it until COVID hit. And I think that happened for a lot of people because, you know, it was so much of me just going, going, going. And I grew up in like competitive dancing. I also did pageant so I've been competitive for majority of my life so a lot of the f mental health feelings of like not being good enough or you know working hard because you feel like that's the only way you're going to be able to like get something it felt natural to me so when the world stopped I was like oh this isn't natural and like I kind of joked with yeah. my friends where I had this moment where I was like oh this is what depression feels like you know <laughs> yes, like yeah. I would be in my bed and I would just be like you need to get up like yeah. you cannot stay here all day and so that was honestly the first time in my life and thankfully I, I went you know many years with having a good balance but the mm -hmm. first time where I stopped and was like okay this is actually a thing and you need to figure out what works for you so early in the pandemic I was just you know doing the typical like go outside breathe some fresh air say it's okay um, and for, for now it's honestly hard because so much of my work now is on social media. A lot of it's mm -hmm. on TikTok. Yeah. As you guys both know, it's extremely time consuming. Yes. So not only is my work on TikTok and it's like, I'm ingesting media. I'm also putting out media. And then on my free time, like my fun time, <laughs> I'm also like consuming more media. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think the number one thing for me is like my phone I'm really trying hard to not like even look at it in the mornings yeah. because my time, my all day I'm on a screen. Mm -hmm. So mornings, at least for an hour, like no phone, 
definitely take my dog out to walk like every 30 minutes or you something. You love your dog. I'm obsessed with my dog. He's so cute. He's a Cavapoo. He's 30 pounds, although he was supposed to be like 15. So they definitely lied to me. <laughs> but um, he's so sweet. His name is Frodo. Aww. And he he's a mama's boy. Yeah. Like he just loves to cuddle. He's always looking for me, whatever room I'm in. Yeah. And I just love like taking him out mm. to like hike or take him out to the beach. So he is definitely like up to like the the happiness level in my yeah. life but it's good because he's a reminder like get off of the couch like or get mm-hmm. out of your office go outside take a walk um find communities at dog parks or get closer with your friends mm-hmm. that have dogs so he sort of helped a lot and then just honestly recognizing any type of feeling of negativity and putting myself down and be like okay i see this i feel it mm. it sucks shake it off mm-hmm. do something else so that's where I'm at for myself right now. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of working. But it's also a day-to-day thing. I think like before I used to think, oh, confidence, self-confidence. Like once you get it, you got it. And then I sort of realized it's like definitely an up and down every day, hour by hour, minute by minute type of situation. So as long as you kind of can give yourself grace and also figure out what makes you less stress, then I think that that's key. You hit a very fun dynamic that is a little close to home for me. So I worked in a uh, live production Mm -hmm. and I love video. So anything video, I'm all about it. And you hit an interesting dynamic where it's like, when I sit down and I watch a movie, it's not really shutting off my work brain. Yeah. I'm sitting there analyzing every single shot. How do they get this? How do they achieve this? And everyone that I've talked to about this, they don't understand it. They're like, oh, but you're just sitting there watching a movie. Like you get to go home and watch a movie. It's like, no, <laughs> no. Watching a movie's work for me. Yeah. Like I get to analyze and all this stuff. And so it's a fun dynamic that I have to uh, deal with. Mm-hmm. But um, I was wondering if you... Because this is so interesting to me. Yeah. You've made a career out of essentially interviewing and asking people questions and having conversations with people. And we get to sit here and interview you and <laughs> ask you the yeah, questions. Yeah. Well, dude, so it's like, this, this sounds so funny. The best way I can serve somebody is to let them know how valuable they are. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm very empathetic. My love language is um, uh, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. My wife loves that and I am so lucky she has that because if she didn't I would be like because I've talked to people who don't have words of affirmation like they don't like being affirmed like it doesn't really Mm -hmm. doesn't really coincide within their heart but she loves that which is great so the reason I'm telling you dude the reason I DM'd her one you're awesome and you're killing it but I'm like for a living this girl is interviewing people yeah and it's always about the other person yeah Uh and what's cool about that is Talk about one of the most selfless things that you can right. do. Hi, how are you? What are you doing? Here's why you matter. And I wanted to tell Aww. you, dude, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. was a cheat code to get you in the chair and tell you like, you do matter. Yeah. And Thank you, God. Yeah. I'm telling Again, you. Again with the water. I'm a big crier, you guys. Okay? <laughs> are you really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I Emotions cry. hit fully. I cry at everything. I'm just, I don't know. I, I love feeling the feels. So I appreciate but that. It's genuine. <laughs> it's It's been really fun to to see you navigate in this world of, just every week, dude, she's interviewing someone new yeah. and you're killing it. It's yeah. super, super cool. Yeah. How has it been with uh, Complex in that journey of starting there and building relationships and working your way through it? has it? been a journey, let me tell you that. Then um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not no shade at all, but my my journey with Complex has been just kind of a little bit of a roller coaster. So I, I started as a freelancer. Um, I was doing... Um, like news reports for this movie review channel called Collider. So we did like a lot of like 
Marvel coverage, like more like fandom type of movies. So from there, Complex kind of poached me and they're like, do our weekend news. So I started with that and then I was basically freelancing for five years up until Mm -hmm. signing full time. And I think a lot of that, and you know, I had never been a freelancer before. So a lot of that mentally was like, oh, am I a freelancer? Because I'm not like good enough to be like full time. Mm -hmm. And then it was always like, I would hear from certain people like, you're the best. We love working with you. We want to work with you more. But then I wouldn't get booked for things. Mm. So it was sort of this like push and pull. And eventually after, you know, 2020, I was like, listen, I'm like, put a ring on it. Okay. I'm doing all this work for you guys. And it was sort of like the response was, oh, we didn't know that that's what you wanted. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, but I feel like I was talking to everybody about it. Like yeah. I had, I did ask for it at one point. It wasn't the right time for me to be, be brought on full time. But I think that was just a lesson for me to be like extremely clear. Like mm-hmm. no matter, you know, what space you're in, like be clear, be affirmative in what you want, ask for what you want. So once I did, I was like, sign the dotted line, let's go. Yeah. Um, but even within that, you know, media changes so much. I mean, you guys both see it with TikTok, like, I started off doing stuff on YouTube and now we've completely shifted from YouTube to just TikTok focus, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Instagram, you know, reels, the, that, those sort of things. So for me coming from the broadcast journalism, you know, background, it's like, wow, I envisioned being on TV, but then I got my start in YouTube and now I'm kind mm-hmm. of propelling in TikTok. So it's kind of interesting and fun. And within that, like changing landscape, there's a lot of ups and downs too, because then you add the numbers to it. Yes. You add the immediate response, that instant gratification or no gratification. Yeah. And you're like, I spent 18 hours on this video <laughs> and it got five views. Like, appreciating it. <laughs> you know, or like yeah. to your point, when you're like watching movies and yeah. you're not really relaxing, like, when I'm consuming other people's media, I'm like, how can I do that? Like, Mm -hmm. how can I kind of, you know, do some of this or figure out my own recipe? And so it can kind of feel like the wheels are always turning Mm -hmm. and and it is getting to be a lot. So, you know, I might have to find some other resources Mm -hmm. to kind of deal with, with some of those things, Um, maybe therapy or something, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's a hustle. It's a hustle. But at the same time, I can't imagine doing anything else, you know, um, I grew up dancing, so that was my like first love and passion. And I think being what a host, did import- I did everything. I did ballet, jazz, modern, yeah. all of that. So I think this is the closest thing to my passion that I felt for dance, which yeah. is what I'm doing now. So I got to give it up. I, I got to ask you, being in Los Angeles and social media, specifically social media, you have to capture attention. Right. You're always seeking attention. And then there's validation on the other side. Right. That's the you do the recipe of like, I'm going to create this piece of content. Hopefully you're going to stick around and listen so I can get a view and an analytic. And then hopefully you like me enough to follow me. Mm -hmm. Have you dealt with any sort of imposter syndrome or dealing with how can I be enough? Because I know at least for both of us. That yeah. is really hard in the industry as well because it's like you have to convince people to like you. Yeah. That's how you make money. And yeah. that's how you create a following. So there is a work balance of like, okay, I have to do it so that I can honor my job and bring money home, but I cannot attach this to my identity. Yes. Because then that, like the extreme of that is like you'll end up like taking your own life. Oh, yeah, you end up dying. Mm-hmm. So how have you kind of worked through that? That's interesting. Um, I think when it's come to social media, I haven't really felt that. But I think when it comes to um, kind of 
going up the ladder as a TV host, I've sort of felt that. So, you know, it's interesting because networks are still like a, a prized place mm-hmm. to be at, especially for me. You know, I grew up grew up watching E! News, Access Hollywood. So that image of that dream is like still what propels me to keep moving. But the majority of my work has been in the digital space, which I think this is going to change very soon. But mm-hmm. at the moment, I think some of the the higher ups at the networks are, they're sort of like, oh, digital. It's like to the side. They're like, yeah. we have to pay attention to that eventually. But right now, like we're still focusing mm-hmm. on TV. So whenever I do get a chance to audition for some of like the bigger networks or some more TV opportunities, that's where my imposter syndrome kind of comes in because I'm like, oh, like I've just been doing YouTube. And then then at the other side, I'm like, but I interviewed J-Lo and Mariah Carey and Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, like all these things. So it's just, I think a lot of people deal with it. Um, But yeah, and, and the separation, that's another thing too. As I get older, it's like, again, my entire, pretty much for the majority of my life has been achievement based. So it's like, mm. do this competition, win this medal, gold star for you, you're a good person. You know, do Miss California, win, awesome, you're validated. Yeah. So to remove that validation is really difficult. And I feel like for me, I mean, my validation, I grew up Catholic, so definitely my belief in God has always been something that my relationship has really been like top. Mm. Um, but you know, my family really like my family, I I see how much they've sacrificed for me. We just went over to, um, the central coast with my mom for mother's day. And I told her, I'm like, the older I get, the more I see what you and my dad have done for us. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have to do that for like my kids one day. Like, ah, that's crazy. I was going to say, isn't that like the parents, like, like, their award-winning ceremony is that like oh my god I finally understand what you were trying to do with me mom and dad and they're like oh it finally happened finally 30 years (laughs) later (laughs) (laughs) no but it's true and it just you know for me it makes me look at my life a little bit differently and I'm like how am I spending my time am I spending my time in a way that is honoring my parents or even honoring my grandparents that have also sacrificed so much for me so I think you know when my family can watch my things and get excited about who I'm interviewing and, you know, little things like that, I think that's where my validation comes mm-hmm. from because I know that they support me. So, yeah, shout out to the family. Do you, yes. do you deal with, because, like, I absolutely adore that that's, like, a part of your heart. And um, for me, like, my parents don't understand anything about <laughs> podcasting. They don't understand anything about TikTok or yeah. the internet and that aspect of it. And they, they understand that I'm working. They understand that I'm grinding. And so, like, I can take a like a, an L and mm-hmm. and take a hit because it's like, man, my parents. I feel like my parents don't show up for the, my stuff. And it's like, do do you, are your parents actively involved? Do they understand? Oh like, <laughs> they. It's so funny. My dad. The second I said, oh, like one of my videos, like kind of went off on yeah. TikTok immediately. Arthur Martinez has joined TikTok. <laughs> so he, he is there like immediately, almost to a point yeah. where I'm like, no place is safe for me. Like mm-hmm. online, oh, no. so my parents are going to see everything. Um, so yeah, they, they do with like, I, they do the best they can, you know, yeah. like I'll tell them certain things. Mm-hmm. Like I think Trying. they're just now kind of understanding what complex is yeah. six years into it. I think they're kind of just like, <laughs> okay, but like if it makes you happy, um, but, you know, yeah, they, they don't understand fully, but yeah. the support they're, is they totally wanna, there. They want to be there yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, That's yeah, so yeah, cute. Yeah. They, they, they just love it. So they're, they're Did, Was your mom like one of the pageant moms? Like, was she the cool one or was she the one that was just like, oh, guys, go 
stand away from her. Like <laughs> <laughs> my mom is a force <laughs> yeah. to be reckoned with. Yeah. No, she definitely was like. First of all, she's very protective of me. So yeah. I didn't get like my license until I was like 18. Yeah. And like late bloomer didn't get a cell phone until I was 18. My mm. mom was always with me. So when I started doing pageants at around 17, it's like everyone knew me and my mom. So they mm-hmm. would call her a stage mom, but yeah. she really wasn't. She's just like the most supportive person ever. But yeah, she was I, the cool one. She was cool. Yeah. She was yeah. cool. But, you know, don't get on her bad side because yeah. then she'll be like, What's up? <laughs> she'll, throw, she'll throw some hands. Oh yeah, she's five feet tall, but she will throw down. <laughs> what what has been um what has been one of the most meaningful interactions that you've had being in this space? Because you're constantly interviewing lots of people with influence. So mm-hmm. is there one that stands out to you that means a lot? Yeah, I think this one has stood out to me for years. I did it um kind of earlier in my complex career, but It was uh, right around the time when, you know, Trump was talking about putting a lot more border security and everything. So there was this French artist, his name is JR, and he decided to do this installation on the border of of California and Mexico. And he went over to the Mexico side, just kind of like looking around, seeing like what subjects he might be able to photograph. He ends up meeting this family and they invite him into their home and he sees this little baby in a crib and the baby's just kind of like looking over the crib, like very curious. And so he ended up photographing that child and blew it up and Mm. basically used the border wall as the baby's crib. And so the baby's peeking over the border wall and essentially was like through the eyes of like an immigrant child, you know, they don't know what's going on. They don't know who the president is, what, you know, Mm -hmm. conflict there is. He's just curious about the world and, and, and innocent, right? So it kind of brought humanity back to the issue. Yeah. And to me, that's always been my thing with that particular issue is like, can't we just understand that there's a human on the other side, yeah. you know, and that we can yeah. have some more compassion. So I was able to interview him. And then at the same time, they did like a, we like had lunch together, like people on the Mexico <laughs> side, like yeah. sat down and then us on the California side sat down and we all just kind of like hung out and it was really, wow. really special and and impactful. So I think that was one of my favorites for sure. Wow, man. Yeah. It is, it must be so fun for you to be able to hear so many different stories and being able to tap into that person's life and what's really going on. Because mm-hmm. on the outside, when I think of a celebrity, it must be exhausting yeah. because they are constantly harassed is such an intense word, but it's almost like harassment. You cannot catch a break. Like if Leonardo DiCaprio went right now for lunch oh, yeah. down the street, oh, yeah. it's going to so, be online in six minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. And that's why I think like you're super special in this industry because you get to just be super personable yeah. and get to know them on that Thank side. You. I, I try to do that. I think mm-hmm. that's when I enjoy an interview the most is when I can sort of like get on a more personal level. You don't always get the opportunity to like have the time to do that. But when I do, it's, it's pretty cool. That's like what I, I would love to eventually focus more on like having those Oprah moments during yes. like interviews. Yeah. Cause I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. You do you know? know anything about the Enneagram? Uh, yeah. It's like, um, that is that the numbers one yeah. or the, okay. Yeah. 
I've heard about it. Do you it. know what you are? I have. I, I have don't a, know what okay. I am. I listened to this okay. podcast and and they talked about. It. I was like, oh, yeah. that's really interesting. Like I always listen to, to podcasts. I'm like, I want to try that, and then I like forget yeah. about it. So I have heard about. You're it. perfectly. Well, what do, what do you think? What uh, do you think? I, I would say you're a three, but you don't know what that means yet. No, I don't. But when you read into it, I would think that you're a three. Okay. And I have something that I always say to threes, um, and I want to say it to you. So whether or not it impacts you okay. will determine which enneagram you are. No, I'm just. I want you to know, and this is specific. I mean, if this gets cut from the podcast, it's perfectly fine too. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything to achieve love. You don't have to like reach a certain goal. You don't Mm -hmm. have to. I know. It it just, you are loved. You are accepted before and after, like if you achieve anything else. Thank you. I don't know. I just feel like you're supposed to hear that. I'm a three. Thank you. Yes, he is a three. And I have to tell this dude all the time. It's hard because as a three, One of the blessings that we have is we serve others Mm -hmm. to showcase love. It's like, I'm going to be so excellent for you to show you like how valuable you are. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. a hard thing for me at the end of the day is to receive love for myself and accept it. And that's something that I've kind of had to navigate through. But threes are the best because they're they're bending over backwards. They're doing their part. and, And it's like, please, 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 please. I need to just achieve and it's like, no, 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 listen, like you, you just need to receive that yeah. you are loved, you are accepted. And you know what? It's perfectly fine the way things are now. If you don't do anything for the rest of your life, everything will be fine. Totally. And yeah. That, and we, it's, it's hard to like, to learn, especially like add the entertainment like yeah. industry into that. Yes. You're just like, oh, I have to achieve, mm-hmm. prove. I feel like I'm constantly having to prove myself, even though I don't have to, you know? So that's a great reminder. They, again, third time you guys have got me on the verge. We are. I'm being, I'm behaving myself and not crying. No, we are, we are very nerdy with love. We love people. Oh, well, I love that. I want us to close with this. I want we always like to ask people like what's, maybe not so much a mantra, but like what is something that you would love to just communicate with the other person that's watching mm. this on a TikTok clip? Like, What's something that you'd want to encourage them with from you? Okay, mantras. I have a couple. I think the one that has resonated with me throughout my entire like career, so to speak, is just be better than the person you were yesterday. Like I myself put so much pressure, like you were saying, like so much pressure mm-hmm. to be perfect. Um, and that's just going to drive you crazy. It's just going to probably derail you in the opposite direction. So if you look at it from like a percentage point by percentage point, eventually you're going to look back and, and see all that you've done. So definitely just be the better, be better than the person you were yesterday. That's amazing. That's you're so a beast. <laughs> I'm, we're, we're super grateful for you. Oh my, I'm so happy I came. This is like <laughs> such a treat. This is like my afternoon boost. <laughs> I don't need any coffee. I just need you guys. Well, we're honored to have you here. Oh, yeah, this was you. fun. Thank you. The goal for this is just to reach that kid that's mm-hmm. watching on TikTok. Beautiful. I love that. I love that goal. And I just, I hope it continues to just keep getting bigger and bigger because it's important. So thank you guys.